Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening today. I pray that God is blessing your life in a meaningful way. But I want to talk about faith today, the importance of having a faith that is alive. In fact, they'll probably hear it today and then probably next Monday. I'll probably do a two-part with this because I think it's very important for us to understand. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for our staff here at the studio. God, I pray your blessing upon all people, that we would follow you, that we'd be people of faith, and we would listen to your every call on our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, I imagine most of you listening today would like to think your faith as being alive. So then what is alive faith? You think, well, that's kind of an interesting word, alive faith. Well, that means it's not a dead faith. How's that? Well, in the Greek, alive means infusing life into something. So when I talk about faith today, let us think about it in the context that we are infusing life into God's plan for our lives in faith. And the definition of infusing is introducing an element or a part into something. So what we are doing here is we are introducing faith into our life. So we are believing that something is going to happen because we have faith in God. People, do you believe something is going to happen in your life because you have faith in God? Because you know the Lord and Savior? You know what? There's a passage of Scripture found in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 20. I'm going to share with you, and you can hear all about it. It says, what, is, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, hey, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, well, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Well, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Folks, you've heard it said in James, it's important for us to have action in our faith to believe what we're doing, to infuse action into our lives. We can do all the talking we want, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But we have to be people of action. The world needs Christians to stand up and experience their faith and use their faith for the glory of God and to believe great things are going to happen. I know many churches that God has blessed abundantly because faith abounds incredibly in those churches. More than anything else, faith demonstrates our obedience to God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Totally impossible. And he exists and believes that he has a master plan for your life. That's the important thing. Do you believe that? Do you believe he has a master plan for your life? Now, I was fortunate, as you've heard over and over on this station, that I was raised in a household where faith was practiced daily. There would be all sorts of situations where my, that my parents dealt with, and they would just say, we have to believe that God will take care of it. 
And of course, now many times in our lives today, we have had to experience the same thing. But I remember growing up over and over, my father and mother living and teaching faith and experiencing it and infusing faith into their lives. People of God, we need to infuse faith in our lives. We experience that in many situations with our children and all of us. And, you know, we you know, we have to experience the hand we're dealt. Sometimes we have situational things. We have to learn to have faith to believe God will take care of them. I remember praying for my children, my, my son, when he was alive. I'd go in his room and pray every night that God would be with him, that God would watch over him. I remember praying with my daughter every day, going into her room at night, praying that God would protect her and protect her from the evil one. I can tell you this, without faith, I would have had been a mental mess for years. But believing that God sees all, knows all, and is in all has sustained us for years. It took great faith for me years ago to push forward in building the building that our church is in. We were in an old, older building, and we were running out of room. We filled both services up, and people wanted to build our new building, but I didn't want to because I thought, well, what if something fails? What if we can't pay for it? And my head is going to be on the chopping block. And see, I was pretty selfish, and I was just thinking of all these things where, in fact, I wasn't trusting God with faith until finally I saw the faith of many. And I saw that many people said, hey, we need to do this. And finally, I got on board, and finally we did it, and God has blessed us ever since. Many of you are dealing with situations, faith issues. How are you going to take care of this need, you're wondering? Will God be in the midst of my struggle? Of course he will, if you will let him. And if you will let him call the shots instead of trying to call the shots for him, an active faith moves the unmovable. There are things in our lives that we think are impossible to overcome. And you've been in those situations. You look at those. Some of you might be in those situations now and say, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know how we're going to get through this. But I can tell you something. Your God is faithful. My God is faithful. He was faithful to me and my wife during the loss of our son. He is faithful to see us through it and to give us peace in the midst of the storm. He's been faithful for the last 30 years in the church that I pastor. God has blessed us incredibly, and there's things that we've had to just put out there and just say, God, I trust you with this. And there are going to be things in our lives that, that are going to look like very, very impossible situations, but with faith, faith in God, all things are possible. There are situations that we deal with that we seem, seem to see that there's no answer. That is where faith comes in. You know, as you well know, you hear me say all the time how I like old hymns, and there's one goes, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We have to trust that he knows what he's doing. We have to trust that he's in charge. We have to believe when we pray, he hears our prayers, and he answers our prayers. Now, we have to understand this. He doesn't always answer our prayers in the way that we want. He knows what is best for us. And sometimes we say, you know, I just think God just allows things to happen the way they happen, and he has no bearing on that. You're wrong. Look at the Old Testament. Look at the New Testament, the prayers of the people. I can tell you what, he had bearing on the prayers of the people. He has bearing on your life today. Many times in my life, I've had to trust God with answers because, man, I don't know where to turn. 
There's times today I don't know where to turn. There's situational things I don't know where to turn. I get frustrated. You know, really frustrates me summertime. I guess because as a pastor, you you lose a percentage of your people. They're gone on vacation and camping, which they do, and that's just fine. But as a pastor, you like having your flock there, and it's like, oh man, where's everybody at today? And this kind of thing. But you have to have faith to believe these people are solid in the Lord. And wherever they are, they're honoring God because it doesn't matter if you're in the house of God or not. You need to honor him. I always tell my folks, if you're on vacation and you're at a place of worship in a city, stop in and worship. Worship the Lord. Be a part of the house of God on those days. If you're up in the mountains and you're having a great time camping, pull out the word of God. Share with your family. You know, I had no idea how I was going to make it and how things would work uh, earlier in my life and where my life was headed. I was trying to decide. I went to school and in education and almost I was just shy of a degree in uh, elementary education. Then I kind of switched courses and went into uh, management and got a degree in uh, HRM and, you know, ended up being a pastor. And, and then, you know, I took classes in, in course, spiritual classes in, in one of my schools I went to, but uh, but I had no idea where I was going at the time. I was just trusting God. But my faith grew substantially uh, when I had had to trust God with blind faith and moved to Vancouver, Washington in 1979. I had no idea. I was very, I didn't realize I was as shallow as I was spiritually. I thought I had it together and this and that. But I tell you what, I grew in total faith the first few months I was there because I had to count on God. I moved to a place I didn't even have a job. I had an internship. They offered me an internship, and I I, boy, I had to move in with somebody, and they kind of took care of me for a few months. And But it was a faith walk, and I'm telling you what, my faith grew substantially during that time. And I realized, you know, how many mistakes I'd made earlier in my life. I realized, man, I really didn't have it together. And, of course, the benefit of all this was I met my beautiful wife, and opened the door for my future ministry. But it all started with a blind faith stepping out. Oh, I didn't want to step out. I was comfortable. I was comfortable coaching baseball and doing all the various things I did. But I'm glad I did because it helped develop who I was as a Christian and who I am today as a Christian. I think as Christians, we always say, I have faith. I believe God will take care of me. But in reality, we have to learn that faith is more than just Lip action. Oh, we talk about a big faith all the time, but when do we put into practice? When do we step out in blind faith? Do you give generously in blind faith? There are so many people I know that are incredible givers that they just give because God lays on their heart and God blesses them abundantly. I can tell you that's happened in my life. The more I've given to the things of God, the more he has blessed me. And I tell you what, many people, hold back from giving to God, which is a very sad thing because God blesses those who honor him. It's so easy to talk about things, but to put our talk into action, it is totally different. I've watched people move in faith and it is enlightening. Uh, It's an enlightening time for them. That is why I titled this sermon, A Faith That Is Alive. Remember, an alive faith is an infusing faith introducing the element of faith into our everyday lives. I honestly believe churches would explode with the Holy Spirit of God if they're infused with faith. I believe they would do the immovable. I believe God wants to do incredible things 
for each of you who will put your faith in him. I'm going to continue this message the next time I share. So Lord bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.